Welcome to La Casa Blanca Podcast. I am your host today, Brendan Powers. Soloing should be a short one uh, as the Sevilla postgame as Real Madrid tie Sevilla 1-1. The return of Sergio Ramos. The return of La Liga play after the international break. And are we really surprised that we drop points right after international break? Because I am not. We tend to do this a lot. We tend to drop points after international breaks. Uh, Guys come out out of sync. It's kind of like a little bit of a hangover. And, you know, playing a tough opponent like Sevilla, uh, UCL on the horizon tomorrow, Barcelona on the horizon this weekend. There's just a lot on the plate. Um, So from my notes, you know, let's just get right to the refereeing decisions. Uh, Barrow Gachea or however the frick you say his last name. Um, He's literally the ref who gave Cristiano the red um, in the Super Cup. I think in 2017, I was in Spain when that happened. Um, Madrid actually posted a video before the game of all the decisions he's gotten wrong over the years. Um, These dropping these two points could be the difference in the title. And that's kind of part of the problem in all of this. Um, Because his decisions cost us three points, essentially, because we only got two or only got one. Um, I saw a note that Madrid's win percentage with him is 63%. Barcelona's win percentage with him is 96%. Um, I used to not really like talking politics, but I am or, talking politics with the referee. But since then, then the Granada case, I have started talking about the refereeing decisions because, you know, I just thought it all used to be like, ah, you know, as people say, human error, but I think that's quite naive. Um, after all that has been unfolded recently. Um, It was, so let's just get into it. Um, There's a clear handball in the 27th minute that was not called. Um, He missed multiple fouls on Jude throughout the entirety of the match. Um, Davis shoves Vinny from behind. No call. It took 75 minutes for him to show his first yellow. Sevilla start a fight with Vinny for trying to get the ball, and then he pushes Nyland, who then falls. Um, Vinny said he was racially abused again, which is shown by a little girl in the stands doing a monkey, um, like, underneath the arms, uh, which, you know, is seeming to become a common thread throughout the season. Um, in the minute eight, we score a goal that he calls off. Because he, the ref, does not understand the rules. There's no foul, so there's no reason to stop the play. There's no head injury, so there's no reason to stop the play. Yet he still stops the play. Um, and then Jude offsides by a fraction. This one I have less of a problem with. But, you know, I remember texting Ahmed and being like, Hey. He's like, ah, it's offsides. I'm like, is it though? Very marginal, very fractional, but the picture that we are shown does not actually show the ball being played, so they can manipulate it. They can show us an angle, because they're showing us a still photo. They don't show the ball being played. They just show some random angle 
and then, you know, so a fan, I guess, had a video from behind. People had synced it up. And, you know, it looks like Jude is on sides by a good couple inches, a good couple centimeters. So, you know, just, I just don't like how they were not being shown exactly what the refs are doing during VAR checks, um, which I think is certainly important. Um, because then it, it allows for corruption. It allows for everything, you know, I, I'm kind of, I see the pros and cons of what was happening with the, uh, EPL case when they were showing the referees communication with VAR during the talk match. And I thought it was kind of fucked because you're putting, you know, you're pretty much putting those guys on blast. But also, I think it's important to have that open communication and understanding what is going on. Um, the return of Ramos, you know, what a class defender. Um, some people were mad about his hands. Like, no wonder you hate him. See, I love that shit. Like, for real. Like, it's not like he was hurting anybody. And if he did, it's not like he meant to hurt anyone. The one on Jude was soft. That started the fight with Rudiger. Um, beyond that, you know, uh, just world-class defender still. He doesn't have the pace anymore, but he still has the intelligence. He still has the passing. He still has pretty much everything that made him one of the best defenders in the world. Um, I didn't really have an issue with the lineup. You know, some South American players were playing, which annoyed some people because they have to travel like halfway across the world. Um, but to me, not a big deal. Um, something I do want to note is that, you know, Tony Cruz being shoehorned in the lineup, I don't think it's the best out of Vinicius. And um, I don't believe it's the best out of Vinny and Jude. Um, the best games have come with Kamavinga there. Because Kamavinga does a lot of the dirty work for Vinny and Jude. Um, we see Jude is not playing as a 10 when Tony Cruz is on the field. Um, he's playing as like a left mid. Um, which means he's spending less time in the half spaces than we would like him to. Um, I wish Jose Lu would get a start. That was also that was really my problem with the lineup. Is that Rodrigo just... You know, and actually, I'll get to Rodrigo, but, you know, I think Jose Lu deserves to start now at this point. Um, I think that Jose Lu's done enough to win the position, and Rodrigo's been bad enough to lose the position. Um, but, uh, you know, the first 15 minutes, there was domination. Um, we actually saw, like, that was probably the best 15 minutes we've seen of Rodrigo in a very long time. Very long time. Um, and, but after that, he continued to pour for him. Ancelotti said he thought Rodrigo was the best player. And I just think it's kind of laughable. Maybe for those 15 minutes he was, but beyond those 15 minutes, you know, a match is 90 minutes long. Um, uh, Kepa lets in an own goal from Alaba, which... I don't really blame Keppa. I can't really blame Keppa for that. Um, I, he did get his hands on it, and I really would have liked for him to save it. And, you know, the thing is, is Courtois probably would have saved it, right? That's the problem with this. Um, 
but he also had a great save on a Ramos header um, from a cross, uh, which, you know, pretty much saved the game. Uh, Carvajal, yeah, I thought he had a really good game. Again, probably, arguably, not probably, because I don't think he has been, but arguably been the best player for Real Madrid this season. Anyone that says otherwise doesn't really know ball. Goal line clearance off Rakitic, which you know, I have a problem with that play because they kind of just let him just sit there with the ball. I counted because I went and rewatched the match for like a good eight seconds, seven seconds. It's kind of he kind of just sat there with the ball, trying to get the ball out from under his feet, and like nobody really pressured him. But it allowed Danny to get on the goal line and clear it, and then he scores the tying goal um, after drawing that foul, which led to the tying goal. So that was huge. Um, Rudier, my man of the match, he had an awesome performance yet again, continues to be, I, I mean, he's going to have an argument to be the starting center back when Militao comes back, for, for sure. Um, his duel with Ramos was awesome. I mean, just two alphas going at it, two guys who don't back down going at it, and it was just great to fucking watch. It was a great performance from the both of them, and, you know, I love that about the sport. Um, I thought Alaba also had a really good match, especially for his first match back, despite the own goal. He had many recoveries to save guys uh, through on goal. Mendy, um, Suso gave him loads of trouble. He just doesn't give me the confidence he used to under Zidane when he was just tasked with defending. And even now, his defending is quite poor. Um, that's become problematic. Um, Chouameni, uh thought it was one of his poorer matches. Uh, he was kind of a step slow to track guys in the 24th minute. Uh, so gets an amazing chance. Because he decides, he's he's just a step behind tracking. Um, you know, we all been there. I play sports. Sometimes I see it happening, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's my guy," but I think I can get there, and then I, I can't. Um, Fede was very involved in attack. He was one of the better players on the field. Yet again, despite coming from South America, it sucks that he had to get uh, pulled off. But you know, it's kind of what happens. Uh, Cruz. Probably one of his worst matches I'd seen in a long time, um, which, you know, I guess is okay, but you know it's really bad when you see a long ball from Tony and he just overhits it um, by like five yards, and, you know, that's how you know Tony's just not there. Um, Bellingham, not as involved as we would like. I mean, drew a ton of fouls in transition, but, you know... Um, would have liked more involvement in the final third. Not that we were really involved in the final third. Um, he was having to track back a lot, do a lot of defensive work, especially when we essentially switched to the 4 4 2. Like I said, he was fouled a lot in transition. Rodrigo faded after his initial really hot start, um, which, you know, kind of classifies another poor showing for him. 15 minutes of 90 doesn't equal a good match, even if you are amazing for those 15. Um, in the 72 minute, 72nd minute, he did get a good shot, but like he'd essentially been a ghost for them. And you know, we continue to see his poor shooting, um, where he doesn't really have to, you know, rush a lot of things. And he scuffed it and he took it with his left. But, um, and Vinny Jr., not his best match, not really a good match. I saw a lot of people complaining about him, but you know, he was the most involved guy in the attack. He was really trying his best. Um, 24th minute, he has a breakaway. He gets too heavy a touch, and he tries to get it past Jesus Navas. Can't. Um, 
he was consistently making runs, making it tough for those Sevilla defenders. Um, the space was there. They were making runs. They were playing a high line. Um, so, you know, this is a game where Rodrigo and Vinny should have cooked, and they didn't. Um, 39 minute, he misses a one-touch volley, which I think is tough to hit. Um, it's a long ball from Rudiger, perfectly placed, and then, you know, he gets it on frame, but the goalie gets a nylon, gets a nice stop on it. Um, in the 43rd minute, he was pushing the back of the box, no foul, wild beating. Just typical La Liga refereeing. Uh, Kamavinga and Modric sub for Chumeni and Valverde in the 65th minute. They, I don't think they did much. I don't think they were involved much. Kamavinga was sloppy in possession. Modric didn't really bring the energy we needed. Um, Jose Luis for Rodrigo in the 38th minute, which became problematic because Brahim was also supposed to come on. It was right before we had scored that they were on, and then Brahim got pulled back to, I guess, allow Vinny to stay on a tad longer. Um, and then Brahim eventually comes on for Vinny, fouled without a call, another bad decision by the ref. Um, but he kept, he had good energy, kept running at guys. See, I would have preferred, um, like, switching to, like, a 4-3-3, keeping Vinny on because of the energy, dropping Jude just a tad, um, and kind of letting Brahim sub for uh, Fede instead of, Brahim for Vinny, but I understand why you have to take Vinny off in that circumstance because the dude is fighting for his life on the pitch, getting racially abused. Those are all my notes from the game. Thank you for listening. All of us got a mod. Have a wonderful day. Hopefully, the team picks it up against Braga and Barcelona and the weekend. You'll follow us on TikTok, Twitter, wherever you do social media. And share with five friends if you like, if you enjoy the content. Thank you. Hala Madridi, not a mas.